difficult, 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 Difficult women. I'm your host again, Marie. I'm also your host, Katie. <laughs> We're e- we did it. We're here again. I thought you said we weren't recording. We are recording. <laughs> That's good. I'm excited. Oh, you didn't think? I, you think I was just having a combo? I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I don't know what's going on most of the time. It's fine. Yeah, we're recording. I mean, the um, red light's on. Good. I did it. Great. <laughs> Yay! Man, you're killing it. You're killing it with that red light. It's going good. How Thanks. are you? I'm doing great. Happy I'm a woman? Or am I? I mean. No, I am. I am. I'm happy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm happy you're a woman. (laughs) I'm also happy I'm a woman. Yeah, things have been crazy. But, you know. Super crazy. My mother, though, went to her, I mean, first time I remember since I've known her, uh, which has been a long time since, you know, since I was born, um, that she went to protest. Good for her. Yeah, isn't that cool? Remember when we went to a protest in Charleston? We did, and somebody brought their cat. Remember in that no, backpack? Oh, remember it was, like in a bubble? It was a, yes. That was exciting. somebody brought. We, so we couldn't go to the D.C. Women's March because we had a show in Charleston. Um, so a woman brought. Uh, so we were in Charleston for the Women's March, which was so powerful and wonderful. Um, and a woman brought her pussy cat yeah. in a backpack. Uh, with the, there was a bubble in like a clear bubble with the 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 head of the cat would pop out and you could see her her puss puss. <laughs> it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It wasn't very big, but I mean compared, I was big. Yes, but compared to the DC one, I remember right. having a little bit of FOMO. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to be over there with all those. Yeah, but we had ways. a job to do because we, we have did. a very important job. Yes sleeping <laughs> was that what we did so no, to spread the female empowerment oh right 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 to the masses after we sleep yes yes that's good no, and that, that's a good seg- segue into our theme maybe today yeah. i don't know <laughs> well i would say our theme is a little bit uh off of the was well, not not about female empowerment but it's also something that i think men some men out there might relate to too mm-hmm. and that is sort of non-traditional lifestyles mm-hmm yeah, that was the direction I yeah. was going. In the yeah, I don't know. yeah, I was saying our job, the fem- uh, that's our job to we have a, we have we have very- traditional. I see, I yeah, see, you I'm see the you. dots. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, now kind I'm there. Of. I'm there now. I got, I got there. It took me a minute. I'm kind of <laughs> slow to start today. That's good. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I like kind of ninjaed you into yeah, starting the podcast. Me. I wasn't ready. I thought, this is all fake, right? We're gonna start again. For <laughs> We're gonna real, start right? again. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. So how about that? I mean, we have Time very. Do you want to start again? No, it's fine. Okay. We can make this work. Okay, great. Um, we don't even have to cut that out. We can just, <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to feel as comfortable as possible. Totally. <laughs> um, so wait, but we do have very non-traditional lifestyles, don't we? We live in New York City. Not everybody does that. That's one. Right. Uh, we both have roommates. <laughs> no, we're kind of maybe past the age of roommates. Yep. That's New York City for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have a traditional job. Right. Neither of us are married. Nope. No kids are we that getting, we know of. Are we getting depressed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's cool. It's actually pretty exciting. I think it's an exciting way to live your life. I can't imagine my life any other way. I, I mean, nope. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about, you know. Right. No, actually, no. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, you know, I've tried 
through the through the years to have actually that's a lie i only tried for four months and i couldn't survive like having a nine to five and it wasn't even a nine to five i was able to finagle it being a, a 11 to four <laughs> where was this at that that headhunting firm oh, that right. my friend Ellen was the manager, and oh, she was right. like, "I can, you know, they need an office manager. Maybe you can come in and be the receptionist and help schedule meetings." That and sounds terrible. <laughs> it was so bad, and then finally I got let go because uh, a boy had broken up with me, and I was very upset. And I just spent all day crying in the conference room, talking to my friends on the phone about it. God, yeah, you were not built for that job. Nope, <laughs> nope. Um, the CEO also would just call me randomly and have me go in his office and uh, make him laugh. He literally would go, make me laugh, Marie. And I was like, oh, God, is this monkey dance time? That's weird. <laughs> it was very weird. Yeah. I have not ever, I'm trying to think if I've ever really had a nine to five. In the summer when I was like a kid, I'd like work in like weird offices because my parents were like, it's mm. good for your resume. I'm like, what is, what? Filing. <laughs> yeah, filing. Filing is so good for my resume. Uh yeah. yeah, they clearly were hoping that I would have been something different than what I am now. Yeah, let's talk about that. How how our career paths have um disappointed our parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing about it is that there's no security. There's not. Yeah, I'm a believer though that there's all the security y'all are feeling out there. It's not real. It's not real. I don't believe it. People nowadays, especially, you can lose your job. You can lose. Yeah, you could lose a leg. There could be a flood. There could be a flood. There are floods. There's lots. Of I mean, floods. there's lots there's of flooding things that right are now. not security. So yeah, you know, I think that's why I always make the argument that better to just do what you like doing because there's not this false. It's a false sense of security anyway. Right. You could get hit by a you bus could get a divorce. You could get a divorce. You know, it's not like marriage is always yeah the answer either. But I think it's society saying this is the well. I mean, yeah, society, yeah, society and and the American dream. Like that's the I, I've definitely felt the pressure of like, well, well, you're getting to a certain age and you need to be you know married and maybe buy a house and get some kids and do I that. Mean, but my dad literally one Thanksgiving <laughs> just turned to me and goes, "You're gonna die alone," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, father, we all die alone." <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, so I mean, and, it's, and he's scared. I get it. He's yeah, scared. yeah, yeah. He's like, "What is going to become of her?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but it's right. going to be okay, right?" Who it's knows? good. You got me, girl. Yeah, good. Fifty percent of my stuff is your stuff. Perfect. Look at this, this man palace <laughs> that we, you're living in. Oh my god, I'm so lucky. This is, it's a good thing it ain't raining because it would have been a waterfall <laughs> in the kitchen. I mean, that's just a perk, it's fine, right? Uh, non-traditional lifestyle. That's what I'm talking about right now. Uh, well, I mean, I feel the like, dream. yeah, but I do think that a lot of people, you know, they, especially when we travel around the country, because uh, mm -hmm. New York City, I think we're surrounded by people that have lots of different non-traditional lifestyles. So it's not as, I don't know, when we're in our little bubble, it doesn't feel that crazy. But when we leave and people are constantly like, what do you mean you're not married? What do you mean you don't have kids? Right. Like, what do you do? What are you going to do with yourself? <laughs> well, remember when we went home to, I'm from Nashville and we were there and we were walking on the street and um, when the neighbors popped out and, and said, came out and said hello and then said well are you are you married you got yourself a boyfriend oh, yeah. and i said i got two boyfriends and his face he couldn't yeah he didn't he didn't understand could cannot compute yeah i'm like have a good night yeah now but, just to clarify you're not polyamorous no because that also could have been but at the time i think i had was dating dating yeah you're dating. you can date multiple people as long as you're just dating once you tie that once you say like Will you go with me? Does he say that? Yeah, maybe. Will you wear my pin? Yeah. 
Mm. I wish they don't do that anymore. I I'm feel kinda like I'm kind of glad they don't. Me too. I don't want to wear some dumb pin. I know. In high school, I wore a man's, um, a, bo- a little boy's uh, wrestling ring. Like that was like when I was his girlfriend, we, they'd give you their um, high school rings. And th- this thing was gigantic. And obviously, I couldn't wear it on my baby fingers. And so I wore it as a necklace. And I had a huge bruise oh, on my sternum because it was just abuse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a but then when covert. we broke up, I had to give him back his wrestling ring so we could give it to somebody else yeah see that's why i don't want a ring this is passing it down passing it around secondhand ring get, yeah. get out of here with your secondhand <laughs> ring i don't want that i don't want that garbage well do you want to get married i do yeah i do want to get married i mean also the truth is it's like it's not so much that i want to get married mm-hmm. i think i th- i think i label it as marriage right i'm like oh i want to get right, married. partner it's not married i want to have a life partner i want to have somebody mm-hmm. that i can like go through life with and we're like on the same team Mm-hmm. And I think that's really appealing to me. And I also believe that, like, I mean, I'm a I'm a product of divorce. Mm-hmm. Can you tell? <laughs> Is it showing? <laughs> Is my product of divorce showing? Um, but I so I don't think that, like, you know, sometimes relationships run their course, mm-hmm. and you can consciously uncouple or whatever the shit they call it <laughs> and it's fine and you can do right. that and it's like totally fine um, but I also think sometimes people make it work for a really long time and that's really appealing to me mm-hmm. um, so yeah I would, I mean, and then if if we want to have a, I definitely like parties too. We could have a party, yeah, a party about, a celebration a, about your partnership. Sure, and if for some reason we feel like we'll sign some papers about it too, okay, that's fine <laughs> as long as we're in agreement. But so that's what I my definition of marriage is a party and some papers. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Is that that's the kind of what I get from it? Yeah, I think that sounds great. Yeah, I've never heard it put like that. Yeah, I just thought growing it. up in the South, it's like they mm. would if you said um, party wedding, <laughs> yeah, marriage is just some party. They, my mother would and her friends. I don't know if they would agree with that, but it probably um, make, that would probably make my mom sad. But it sounds fun to me. I think it sounds great. And you know what? It's fucking 2019. Also, I think it's outrageous that people are spending. Fifty thousand, hundred thousand oh, no, dollars on a that. wedding or I don't, something. I don't need to do that. Uh I don't. I don't understand. We'll take over like the somebody get a wrench. Uh-huh. We'll do it in the summer because that's a good time. Somebody get a wrench and open up one of those water the water, you know, fountain. What is it called? Fire oh, extinguisher. <laughs> what is it called? Somebody oh, fire hydrant. Fire hydrant. Someone open the fire hydrant. We'll get a slip and slide party and then we'll sign the papers and then done have some barbecue oh my god that's, my that's the way. new traditional wedding yeah that's yeah, what i'd like that'll to do. catch on why not yeah i mean why not that would be one of the most fun weddings i'd ever go to <laughs> you could have a wet t-shirt contest sure why wet, not? wet bride dress wedding yeah. dress you could bride dress have some watermelon i love watermelon Ooh, yeah yeah that sounds great uh I, I just wear. want all the money um, when you do get married. I want all that money uh, that they give you. And I want to take that and go on a fancy honeymoon. That sounds nice. Cause, uh, or invest in your future. <laughs> or invest in my future. But what does no, that I think mean? I, I don't know. Buy I a house and be part of the wheel? Mm, no, just get a good wrench for your, <laughs> for your hydrant parties. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> That's as far as future I can think. No, I, I no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You have to go on a good honeymoon. Got to go on a good honeymoon. I agree. I agree. That's yeah. where the money should go. That's I. I love when people have the donate to your honey their honeymoon uh, honey account. pot honey pot. Oh, that was kind of dirty to me. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. I'll give some so money to your honey pot. Money honey pot. <laughs> I actually don't give wedding gifts. I'm. This um, is the worst. I'm the worst. Uh, if I'm at your wedding, that's your gift. <laughs> yeah. Because we pay so much money to go to people. I mean, we go to we pay so much to go to weddings. Sometimes I forget to buy a gift, and then I feel bad, and then I'm shoving like cash into an envelope and praying it doesn't get lost. That's so nice. Uh, I mean, that's nice. I buy lingerie for the like the thing, the the bachelorette thing. I do that, and then you know other things. But I'm not going to buy you a pot. Maybe for my birthday next year I'll have a laundry party because I need new underwear. That would be so fun. Yeah, everybody just buy me a pair of two dollar panties. I, yeah, I'm I need more dishes. Maybe I'll have a dish party. Dish you party. Know what? Oh my god, Tupperware this party. This is what we should be doing now for our birthdays. Amendments. Well, it's that Sex in the City episode mm. um, where Carrie. This is not a Sex in the City podcast, guys. There's too many of those already, <laughs> but no. you know, occasionally we will be quoting. Um, Carrie Bradshaw but yeah that episode where she went and her shoes got stolen and then she was like she wrote her back and said listen I've paid this much money towards all these things and it's so true yeah and us non-traditional lifestyle girls we're just you know the bank is broken. Yeah, it's we are hemorrhaging money. <laughs> hemorrhaging for money for your wedding. Which I'm not complaining totally because I have a great time. <laughs> I do really I do enjoy too. a good wedding. That is the truth. But I also agree that uh, we, it's kind of it's a little spendy. And uh, <laughs> speaking of non-traditional lifestyles, we don't make a lot of money. <laughs> and it's not been our focus of our lives. No, it um, isn't. I feel like last year I woke up all of a sudden and was like, oh, I should think about like retirement and like any type of savings or some, having something. That Possibly I put a penny in my bank, in my piggy bank, and I was like, "Done, <laughs> did it." Well, do you have Invested. a portfolio, an no. investment portfolio? Mm. Do you have? Um, I have a wallet that has a lot of receipts in it. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? Is that like a portfolio? Kind of like it. But isn't that funny? I mean, yeah. So I don't have retirement. I don't have. You know, here's the thing: the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> I want to like what am I? What you know? Right. I'm going to wait till that money in the future, but then I'll be a zombie. <laughs> I, I, if I'm a zombie, I don't need money. I can right. swim across the... If you're a zombie, can you swim across the ocean? Because um, it's not like you have to breathe or Well, if it's Game of Thrones, no. like they, they uh. Ice people couldn't do that. But I don't want to talk Game of Thrones. <sighs> that, that ruins my retirement plans. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a li- I definitely live my life a lot more. I'm sure I know you do too. A lot more like uh, in the moment. YOLO. Or worse. Yep. Hashtag YOLO. Yep. Yeah. Which terrifies a lot of people. And yeah. whenever, you know, you go home and talk to, I call them muggles, which isn't <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just the civilians. Civilians. Yeah. Non-artists. Uh, they, you know, having those conversations of um, understanding their lifestyles versus what I do. Um. I'm like a unicorn. We're yeah. like a unicorn. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my friends was like, she came to visit actually recently and she wanted to meet at nine o'clock and I was like, okay, great. And I met her at nine o'clock and she actually <laughs> said like, I'm, I'm shocked that you're here at nine. And I'm like, what are you, 
what what, what do, do you think, think I, I am? what do you how late do you think i, I only sleep till one on thursdays on thursdays <laughs> yeah. yeah i had another friend that said the same thing i'm like well, do i give off that i sleep till two every day type of vibe <laughs> i think that's just their fantasy yeah we do. it's probably true nope i'm up at 8 30 people 8.30. That's the anxiety, though. I know. <laughs> not that having any retirement. That is true. Yeah. I do pop up out of bed a lot with an, with anxiety. But, that, but that, that's what keeps me that, going. But that also would not go away, I don't think, just because you switched no. your job. No, it's I think it'd like, actually get worse if I had like a... Right. I'm just not that kind of person. I can't... I, if my day was regimented and I had to go to the same place and sit at the same cubicle... And, and, you know, do the same job every single day, I I think I'd wither away or nope. my soul would. Nothing to me some... sounds less appealing than that, to yes. be honest. I mean, so we, so should we, should we reveal yes. the man behind the cloak a little bit? Yes. So we, when we're here, when we're not traveling and making the big bucks. Yeah, <laughs> guys. Musical comedy. We sometimes have to uh, cater and stuff. Yeah, we it's we're not making it all on the musical comedy. No, good time to mention if you'd like to join our Patreon, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could true. definitely use some help to make some videos and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, doesn't make come some for vids. free. So, right. um, but we both cater and stuff on the side. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not going to say where I work. I think I'm not yeah, allowed no. to. But, um, but we uh, and, and I prefer that mm-hmm. running around serving rich people <laughs> than I would like sitting at a, at a mm-hmm. desk behind, you know, cause it's different every time. It is for sure. Every time. Yeah. And it's, you're on your feet, you're moving around, mm-hmm. um, cleaning glassware. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Who doesn't love to clean a glass? To polish. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I mean, do I are fun? want I to be doing that? Would I rather be doing, you know, comedy full time? Of course. I, of course. That's not really. However, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I'm not. Cho- I'm not like you know what I really want to do. Cater, <laughs> cater. I love catering. I love cater waitering. Yeah. Um. But no, it actually it's a perfect side hustle for what we do. Right. Um. It's very flexible. You don't have to deal with money. Yeah. And it does. Feel, yeah. <laughs> you just pass the hors d'oeuvres. Right. right. But and it really is about the flexibility of your day. And I I agree that what I really like the most and prize the most is sort of my freedom mm-hmm. and not being tied to like a full time nine to five job. Right. Again, what I'm missing there is the stability of like right. knowing how much you're going to make every week and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I get why people don't want to do that. Um. I do have luckily, this fantasy of like one day just. Working a party and then like getting that email of like you you you, you made it you're fam- yeah you're famous Steven Spielberg writes yeah and, and then uh, getting the email and then um, unbuttoning my shirt and like wh- I'd have an undershirt on of course. okay I was like but what is this where is this <laughs> going take off the shirt throw it in the trash and just walk out without like Irish goodbye that shit did I so wait <laughs> did I tell you this story recently but there was so I used to work at a restaurant as a hostess at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And there was this thing that happened in the city where like, well, so this guy played the lottery and he won like millions of dollars, like tw- really? $20 million or something. And then he, he was like, fuck this place. <laughs> I'm out of here. Like flipped off all the oh, bosses. No. He's like, I fucking hate your fat face. I hate you. I hate you. I'm out of here. And he walked out and it turned out that the New York Post or somebody had made a mistake and printed the oh, wrong no. lottery numbers. No. Yes. No. And so a ton of people had thought they had won and they had not. 
And he had to come back the next day and be like, no, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. And the bosses were like, we don't blame you at all. You <laughs> oh, can have your cool. job back. We're so sorry. And that was really <laughs> nice of them. <laughs> but they got it. I mean, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. That's that, like maybe the worst thing that could happen to someone is to think they won the lottery and then, then they didn't. But right. I can't imagine anything worse. But feeling yeah. That. That's a bummer. I mean, this is not the same example, but... Uh, Years ago when I booked that PBS kids show, yeah. I felt like I had won the lottery and I told everyone I was going to be on the show and I went out to the studio, had my fitting. It was going to be so great. And then I got an email a couple days later while I was temp- I w- was working. Well, no, I was working for that search firm or the headhunting oh. firm <laughs> Bad time. in the cubicle. And I got an email. I was like, the but, you know, it's fucking PBS. And so they had some money cut. And so they were cutting some of the characters and Freddie the Frog got z- zapped. Zapped. Mm. So I just cried in my cubicle. That's really sad. It did. That was, I, I was like winning That's the lottery. That's really then, sad. Yeah. 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 But That's then so that did teach me that uh, there's no stability in anything. Yeah. And until <laughs> you see your fucking face on that TV. Yeah. Don't sell anybody. Don't tell anybody <laughs> that you booked that. something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't b- bank in the bank, not in your head. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was the, some, I don't remember where I, some, Self-help book I read. <laughs> I can't remember. Don't know what it means. I don't have any money to bank. But yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, write us in if you have any questions about how we spend our days. Yeah. I generally wake up between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sometimes I wake up at 5 if I have to cater. <laughs> Um, yeah difficult women podcast at gmail.com you can write us anytime please anything you want even if it's hate mail we love it yeah we'll probably be reading it while we're catering or something (laughs) well do you know any of of any other uh uh strange ways of living your life well actually i thought it would be so fun to tell you a story okay (laughs) i love stories i love it um and and, you know, the way I wanted to go about this, I actually was like, oh, well, I know that we agreed not to have guests yet. Eventually, you know. Is our- someone going to come in this room right now? <laughs> Wheel the cake out. No. Bop out of that. No, but I wanted to have a guest for this story. But she couldn't be here because <laughs> we're not doing guests quite yet. Oh. But I called her on the telephone this morning and talked to her for an hour about her non-traditional lifestyle my good friend Elizabeth Blue. Oh my gosh. This is exciting. Yeah. So we wanted to just share with you listeners about stories of other people that we know that are successful in their um, non-traditional types of lives. And I have a good friend from high school. Um, her name is Elizabeth Blue. Remember that because she's going to be so famous. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a friend of mine who I've really admired since high school, she's one of the funniest people I know. We did theater together then, and she went off to theater school. And then we all moved to New York, kind of not together, but she was definitely part of, you know, my, um, I don't know what you call those, those lifelong friends that, like, mm-hmm. get you through the hard times, yes, especially when you first moved to New York. Um, and, you know, we all struggled together. Um, and she's a comedian, and she'd been in New York, I think, almost 10 years and she was just really having a tough time at being an actor and a comic and um she said that she was kind of coming up against that 
idea of what is success and how to succeed in this business, you know, all the rejection that Mm -hmm. you get in in showbiz can really kind of kill your soul. And so it was really starting to take, um, you know, making her heart hurt. So she started taking steps of like realizing what is it that she needed to do in her life to to free herself of this feeling. And um, she started going to some life coaches or like, um, I don't know if they were like online coaches or people here in New York or something, but but people that could kind of help you zero in on what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and how to help your strengths and um, to kind of get over your insecurities. And through that, um, someone helped her realize that she's really good at writing and really good at editing mm. and um, how how she could start to make money doing doing that. And so she started copywriting, I think, and actually making a living doing that because she emailed other life coaches that she noticed on the internet whose uh you know summaries on their websites might have need a little bit of punch oh, up genius and so she started working with the client immediately who was paying her to freelance for them and so then it kind of opened up because the thing about this non-traditional lifestyle is that you know you still have to make money right you have to like live you have to in live the world, yeah. yeah you have to live in the world and, um, so she wanted to focus on art, but then how do you do that? How do you survive? And how do you kind of break the mold of what you've thought was supposed to be the answer and, and how, um, just, she had to kind of recreate what her dreams were going right. to be or whatever. So before she'd left New York, she had written a one woman show and she had performed it around town and she had performed it at some fringe festivals and doing that show she thought that that was like she couldn't go any further with that show anymore. And so that was also kind of the thing that made her like start to rethink her dreams and her path and stuff. And so she just needed a break from all performing. Um, So she started making money copywriting and then she got an offer to leave New York and house it in the middle of nowhere in California um, for four months. So another life coach was traveling the world. And he needed a house sitter. So she went out to California, not knowing anybody. She said it was in the middle, the middle of the state in the mountains. There were two neighbors. One was an elderly woman and one was an alpaca farmer. Perfect. And she just wrote and worked and kind of, um, you know, was secreting what life she wanted. <laughs> I have. love the idea of just like moving somewhere for four months. Too. Yeah. I've kind of been toying with this concept. Yeah. Too. Ditto. Yeah, I know. Like just like have. just trying to, I don't know, just, just, just shake it up a little. Pri- press reset or, a, a, yeah. you know. Have a new life experience yeah. for a little bit. So then she made the decision, <laughs> which is kind of so me and what I, you know, she had read <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Inspiring women so, across the nation. Inspiring women. Um, but no, I mean, if you read that book, like it's you know, pretty she, good book. it's pretty good book. Movie, I don't She's know. Like, but yeah, oh, know, the movie. Don't I don't, don't watch the don't, don't, watch, don't watch the movie. Book's but good. the book's great, and it really does celebrate you know solo traveling and taking leaps in faith and you know, all that sort of stuff. And so she took a leap of faith. So she had a little break in her work, so she could travel. And so she decided right then and there that she'd go to Bali. And she knew she had a month and a half that she could go to Bali. So she went to Bali for a month and a half. um, And she was then able to work still as a copywriter. Like she, her clients um, agreed to, to work with her with her schedule. Cause it's 12 hours. Ask and you shall receive. Yes, exactly. 
So uh, she lived in Bali for a month and a half, and then it turned into three months. It turned into six months. And she said there, like, you know, she wasn't performing yet, but she was just kind of like feeding her soul again. And because New York had really beaten her down and, you know, introduced some all these types of insecurities. And so she went to Bali and um, really freed her soul. And then she said this was so cool that um, while she was in Bali, she was surrounded by all these artists and uh, they were painters, they were, um, you know, poets and musicians, but there was there was no theater. Mm. But there was a theater space that everyone was performing oh. in, but um, nobody was doing it. And so she thought, well, might as well put up my show that I had done several years ago. It's called, this is what it's called, Am I Blue? And it's her one-woman show. And so she said that... Um, she put it up and it sold out. There was 160 oh, people in so this room. Cool. And, and she said that it was like finding herself all over again. And she had to go through that journey yep. of, you know, losing it and then finding it again. And when she was telling me this morning, she was like, it's that show you opened for me. Right. Marie. Remember, and oh, I was like, yeah. that is the show that started my career as a musical comedian because right. she was the one that was like, hey, I, I know you sing these funny songs, which I was not planning on. This is before on. the band. This is before the, the band. And um, I opened, I did 30 minutes of my little silly songs that I'd never performed in front of anybody. And, and then she did her solo show. And so That's she right. went to Bali and it took her to, you know, to kind of find herself again. And so she started um, writing a new show. But besides that, so she, when she was in Bali, she met um, a Scottish comedian who then told her all about the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh. And, and they fell in love. And they fell in love. No. no. But oh, now she's does. going to, to Edinburgh to do Perfect. her solo show. Love and it. she had it had always been a dream of hers to go to Edinburgh, even in New York. Like, yeah. she'd always dreamed of it and never thought that that would actually happen. And the way she put it of, of just, she had to go to Bali for that to happen. Like, because yeah. I was talking to her about, like, well, I don't know if I should that you have to live in New York City to make life work and be a performer. And she was like, well, I was in Bali in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I met a comic who like gave me all the, the support and information to bring my show to Edinburgh. So it's kind of, you have to create your own path and you have to believe and you have to take those leaps. And more now than ever with the way the internet works, like, you know, back in the day, maybe she couldn't have really made that work because she, w- she wouldn't have been able to have that job she would have maybe found a different kind of job but she couldn't right. have done her like copywriting job online but now you can so now like can. why not that's like so inspiring isn't um, that cool it's really cool if you are listening and you've now decided to move to bali send us an email <laughs> send us an email <laughs> want, podcast, yeah email. i am actually very interested in knowing more about digital nomads that's what she called them she said that oh, there's that. so many people over there that are digital nomads and they they work you know do something online maybe in the u.s or whatever but then they're living their best they life can be wherever they need yeah to be. and i but i have to do a sidebar it is a privileged life yes there she doesn't because if if i had if she had like five children to feed right. you can't really go off to right. bali and to right you those know. are choices then you have to make to right degree. exactly and certainly we make choices i mean we, absolutely we're, you know we're not raising children and we're not right. tied down to anybody right at all at the moment right maybe one day we will be and that right. could be cool maybe we can make things work with our partners and our children but that's sort of to, yet to be determined in terms of right not but i have such respect for 
for her to take that leap from because you know you're we're not encouraging to leave your family no 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 please don't go (laughs) please please don't leave your family maybe go on vacation yeah maybe go on vacay yeah or just read eat pray love (laughs) or or you know start a new hobby right i mean even things like that can be a really big right change and also she didn't just move to bali she took these steps to get herself yeah and that was the big thing because i was like how did you go from new york to bali and she was like oh my goodness that that's not how it went at all that should be the name of her next show new york to bali well actually the next the name of her next show is how christianity made me a slut oh i love it (laughs) isn't that cool we're gonna go watch it we should go to edinburgh and see it yeah um i love that yeah isn't that cool if i had a sound effects of applause i would play it here yay elizabeth blue but everybody look up elizabeth blue she really is such an inspiration go see her shows go see her show um her look her up on instagram it's at you know the at (laughs) e blue blue perfect yeah elizabeth blue she's great she's very inspiring yeah, and, and a really lovely, fun lady. Yeah, I would love to see her again sometime yeah. soon. I hope she's great. Um, anyway, she, anyway, that's exciting. Isn't that's that a cool? good one. I don't know if I can live up to that one, but um, <laughs> I don't have like such an exciting story about someone we know. Well, that's I mean that's totally fine. That's one thing that I was struggling with is because there are so many cool stories online about these non traditional lifestyles. Um, well, but I, I just kept thinking of Elizabeth. I found, well, that was perfect. Yeah. That couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah. I did find one online because that was how creative I was. <laughs> um, and I found a story about someone that I, I mean, I, in all honesty, I would love to, um, do what this person has oh, really? done mm-hmm. very much. So, so this guy, um, he lived by himself in the woods for 27 years. <laughs> Yeah, and like just lived in the wilderness. And his story, what's his name? Christopher Knight. Christopher. <laughs> At 20 years old, Christopher Knight uh, quit his job. He was working just some sort of like whatever job. He graduated like high school and really didn't know what he wanted to do. He never mm. really liked people. He never mm-hmm. really liked being around people. He didn't get people. He didn't really care. And uh, he had some like whatever job. Mm-hmm. And one day he just kind of like had had enough. He didn't tell anybody. He like... Uh, cashed out his last paycheck he quit his job just didn't he didn't tell anyone he was quitting he just left mm. and didn't come back i do worry a little bit about his family i think that they were like he's disappeared oh, his, oh yeah so that's kind of shitty but aside from that part he got in his car he had this like decent car he took all the money he had he drove to florida hmm. and then he was like i don't want to be in florida <laughs> nobody wants around. to be in florida yeah i'm from florida i mean <laughs> i get it yeah and he was like nope i made a mistake turned around drove back <laughs> And I think it wasn't so much a mistake as it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just don't, I just don't want to do anything. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just don't want to live, you know, normal life and drove back up to Maine, kept driving and he kept going deeper and deeper and deeper into the woods until he couldn't drive his car any further. Then he got out of the car. He ran out of gas too. At some point it was close to running out of gas, threw the keys back in the car, took whatever he had. He, and then walked into the woods and they were talking about how it wasn't hmm. on the one hand, it wasn't, he wasn't approaching it like a suicide mission. It wasn't like he was like depressed and wanted his life to end. Mm-hmm. It was just that he didn't want to participate in the way we do life out here. And he didn't really feel ever that connected to people and it just wasn't his thing. So he, he made it a point to get lost in the woods and wandered around until wow. he kind of just found whatever. I think he would move his campsite a little bit from place to place, a little bit, or maybe eventually kind of found a location. But um, he he really didn't want to be found at all. Hmm. 
So he made like a tent out of like whatever, you know, he had a couple of things. He really had not planned this at all, which sounds like something I might do. <laughs> Just be like, I know I'm going to move to the woods and then be like, oh, God, I don't have anything. So he didn't have anything to kill animals. He had nothing. He didn't. Uh-huh. And he was actually supposedly a pretty good hunter, but didn't have a gun or a knife or anything. So he was like, well, I'm getting kind of hungry. <laughs> Just trying to find <laughs> something to eat, um, doing his thing. And then he realized and he was very like on honest man. He came uh-huh. from an honest family and he did not want to like take from other people or hurt anybody or he just didn't want to be involved with anybody Mm -hmm. but eventually after like 10 days of not eating he um found like somebody's campsite or something Mm -hmm. and then found some food snuck into the campsite stole some food and he said he felt very guilty about it but then but he had to eat right so that sort of started this beginning because i was like what he's like living off the land the whole time but Uh like he didn't in the end he what he didn't well he didn't to some degree but into the landscape that he was around but he just started kind of doing this thing where he would like cat burglar his way into these cabins and he'd like do this intense reconnaissance mission where he would like see when people were coming in and out of their cabins. And then, um, when they were gone, he never wanted to like, first of all, he didn't want to get caught. And secondly, he didn't want to disturb anybody or her or scare anybody. So he would sneak in sneakily, like through a window or something, uh-huh. careful not to really break anything. But like, you know, he'd get like, he'd be finding like tools and things along his years out there. Stealing. Or he'd steal them. Yeah, he'd okay. steal his tools. He wouldn't okay. find them. He'd steal some tools. He'd steal some tools. Um, and then he'd steal food. So he'd like go in and take, if people had gotten some, grocery shopping some or something, he'd take some <laughs> yeah. groceries or whatever. And apparently at some point, the people in the community knew about him and they weren't that threatened by him because he would like he like would leave everything spotless he would just take a couple things that he needed he didn't take more than he needed packets i mean kind of yeah Yeah. why not right and like it was still stealing and that's not cool but like he was very respectful in his stealing or whatever apparently felt very he's like i never enjoyed stealing i just I just had to kind of do it to survive. And um, people would started leaving him bags of groceries, partly because it's like, stop taking our groceries. Here, right. we'll, we'll give you some groceries here. Just stop breaking into right. our house. But he wouldn't take them because he was always too afraid that either it was some sort of a trap, which it could have been. Right. Or um, and he didn't want and he just didn't want to be reliant on anybody like that. So he really didn't take, he didn't fall for those like traps or he didn't go and tell those kind of things. But he would, and he would take a canoe, like he'd take someone's canoe in the middle of the night, canoe down this like river and pop out, get his supplies. And then he'd return the canoe. He's like, I didn't need to, it wasn't like he was stealing for the sake of stealing. It just he was just doing what he had to do yeah. to survive. Okay. Yeah. And so eventually he was doing that for 27 years. And then eventually in Maine, uh, still in Maine, he got caught. Oh, and then he was arrested oh no. and he went to jail. <gasps> yeah. And the community was very upset about it. They were oh, like, don't no. leave him alone. He's just our weirdo who <laughs> takes <laughs> our stuff. Um, but he, you know, huh. but he did it for that long. But of course people have been like so curious about what, how did you do it? Why did you do it? What's when he was like, I don't know. I just, um, didn't want, I didn't need to be around people really. I don't really like people. So it wasn't for him. So he, um, mm. but the other thing that I thought was really fascinating was, he talked about how um, he's like, I was never bored. There was always something to mm. do, you know, either fix up your house or do whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Although he'd also, he stole a lot of batteries and propane t- stuff. So he had some kind of setup, I guess, going on there. Mm. And they said they found a TV. Oh, <laughs> his, really? He stole yeah, a TV. So I don't know if he was watching Oops, like the TV noobs. with a like battery operated huh. TV. So he was, he was doing something. But, um, Mostly, I think they, they talked about how when you're that isolated. I think Henry David Thoreau talked about it in Walden. 
Oh. Good old Thoreau. You're yeah. going to quote some Thoreau well, I haven't for read me? it, but, uh, <laughs> but I know what it's about. So this guy was talking about how like you lose your sense of identity and that can happen to people too. Like prisoners that are like isolated, mm-hmm. they can start to lose their sense of identity. And it's when you take the world away from you, mm. you know what I mean? The, the things that make you who you are are only a reflection of what's right. around you. Right. You know, like so who, these... your personality only matters in ref, in response to somebody else, you mm-hmm. know? So unfortunately, if you're like in a, in a prison situ- situation, you're kind of being unwittingly put into that position so people can, can really like lose their minds if they feel like mm-hmm. they're... So that's why you shouldn't put people alone in a box for a long time. But um, <laughs> don't, don't Prison do Reform is episode seven. Stay right, tuned. Right. If you are have anybody in your in your basement right now, please send right, us an yes. email. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, so but he wanted. This is what he was looking for. You know, this is mm. what he wanted. And he talked about how he just sort of lost his sense of self, and you become very like it's like a meditation. It's just like a constant mm. meditation of being very present and sort of one with the world around you. And he became very attuned to right. like the and environment. Y- you would think that material objects start to lose its. Value. Wait, yeah, it's value. Absolutely. So that's why maybe taking these things, it's like, well, I need the food. It actually, it makes me. Yeah, you live. need the food to live. You <laughs> right. need the tool to like, f- you know, do the thing you need to do. Right. But like, but but it is also like very Marie Kondo of him right. to like not right. have. You don't need a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Right. And like we live in, I mean, we're, you know, sorry, now they're going to come get us because we're <laughs> bashing capitalism. But we live in a world where we're just all about buying more things and having right. more things. And, you know, now all that being said, I, I am an only child <laughs> and I do need my alone time, but I would be real sad if I was alone. That right. Much, for that much. For that long. Um, wow. That is a very non traditional alternate lifestyle. That is an alternate lifestyle if I've ever heard one. Yeah. And if huh. he, if he, if he had gotten that, you know, hunting thing down a little bit better. Maybe he did, wouldn't even had to like, I know that I think there's other stories about other people that really lived off the wild and really like stayed mm-hmm. kind of out there with that stuff. Mm. I don't blame him for picking up some cookies. From yeah. time I mean, that's, that's I love those bit. stories of, um, Appalachian trail hikers that like they mm. take off work. <laughs> yeah. They leave their jobs and families or whatever for three months and hike the trail and just their, I don't know, being one with nature like that, I would love to do it that. It would be amazing. It would be terrifying, but it would be amazing. Yeah. I really want an RV. I know you do. I really want that. That's in a weird way. My, I think my dream lifestyle would be to not live anywhere, mm-hmm. to just live in a van, in an RV. Yeah. But with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. every, we all go to get like the Partridge family. Well, are you obsessed with those tiny homes? Or no. Do you want, you want I don't it mind to be... to be mobile. Yeah. I like tiny homes and I like the like those like uh, being squished at a bathroom that's very yeah. appealing to me but like i think uh i like the idea that it it's to be mobile. mobile yeah the small homes make Maybe. me anxious because then i'm like it's so little what it's if so tiny. A, if like a, a tree falls on your dead so, <laughs> i just I don't like, want to be that close to anybody yeah in one little home. oh yeah and that's the other yeah i feel like in an rv well my <clears throat> point is to be out outside of it too well my uncle my aunt and uncle have that they have a new rv now um, and they try, I mean, you know, she just was able to retire. Now they're traveling all over with this. It's actually, it's a thing that hooks on the back of a truck. Oh, right. Um, rather than, a, a big Actual, RV. Yeah. yeah. But it's a camper. It has, you know, a couch, a table, and then like a little bed. And yeah, I was legit, drive it. I was everywhere. legit looking into what it would take and what the laws are and all that <laughs> for having to, for living in an RV in New York city. Because you can. I think that you're legally allowed to. 
I'd probably be living mostly in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> which is yeah, not where so would you? I, there's place. I think there's even some street parking you're allowed to do. I just don't know where you put your boop. Where's the poop go? They always tell you on the bus, don't poop on the bus. Don't poop you're on the bus. That's another inside insider. Yeah, when info. you're on a tour bus, don't poop on the don't bus. On the not bus. allowed. Because uh, it's just not that you can't clean it out. It's just that it's disgusting. Yeah, you got to drain it. Yep. Yeah. We drained it. Well, but we in wouldn't poop RV. on the bus. Oh, in your RV. No, no, in Sturgis. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, God. That was gross. Yeah, it start, when we performed at Sturgis, we got... Yeah, we got to live really in an RV, though. cool, yeah. an RV, and they gave us a golf cart. And that was... Uh, we peaked. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. But yeah, no, remember? They had to... That's well, right. they came I and... helped you do it. We had well, to you release. basically did I it, because I was like, I don't know <laughs> that you do this. And you're like, no! And it was started squirting, and then it was the wrong valve. Ugh. But they came and... You anyway. know what? I'd get used to it. I'd yeah. do it. I'll be the, I'll be the poop... On Poop Patrol. Yeah. That's okay. I like the idea of living off the grid. I love it. We couldn't do our podcast. Well, I'll come back into like a studio at night. I'll take my canoe to the studio and then I'll return the canoe and I'll record it. And you'll be like, where are you this week? And I'll be like, I can't tell you. I'd have to guess where I am. Oh, man. I'd probably you know. lose my mind if I was that alone, but it's okay. I'm already halfway there, so it would be real bad. But... Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so tell us what you think. <laughs> I want emails so bad. I don't know why I want emails so bad. No, I know. I want people to write in. Come. So we're not just speaking into the void. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, are you listening? Is anybody listening? Yeah. What if there is like a, a, a Sasquatch in the woods listening on a radio? That'd be so cool. He's got a little podcast app. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. He, that guy had a TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it worked. I also kind of imagine that he just looked at that empty TV and there's <laughs> nothing on there. <laughs> I mean, he clearly is like a little bit of a strange guy. I yeah. I think he's like your average dude, but. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to date that guy? Oof. Ooh, his balls would smell so bad. Well, I was just thinking it'd be hard to commit, get him to commit. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he'd be like, Very not. true. You'd be like, come on, let's get married. He'd be like, no, I want to live alone in the woods. <laughs> then he'd like disappear. You're like, oh, I guess he was right. <laughs> Well, you know what time it is. I think I do. <laughs> it's troll time. time. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm so excited to read these mean things. Oh, oh God. Okay. What have, what have people said this week? <laughs> um, shall I read some of these? Yes, things? please. Okay. Uh, well, I found this one. This was also on our, uh, if you'd like to go back, and <laughs> just like a fine wine, go back and see how these have aged. Uh, this is from the I'm a Slut video, which I think we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Um, and this one says, yeah, too bad in America it's considered sexism if you mention women and responsibility in the same sentence. <laughs> oh my God. Daddy government buys them whatever they want. They demand to be treated like children. But of course, we still have to tell them they're independent and equal. Well, at least this time they managed to keep their shirts on oh. and they didn't use their tits to get their own way. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, this guy, he's he's got a... I think he's got a punchable face. I can't even see his face, and I'm sure it's punchable. Wow. That one's pretty inflammatory. Well, get ready for this one. <laughs> oh, wait, I think it is, oh. his picture is a man, like, prodding, cow prodding a woman or something. Oh, really? <laughs> so he hates ladies. That's okay. Huh. Anyway, sorry. Um, well, what the ladies need to find is a good man to please and to have babies with. To cook and to clean and to submit to. 
For a woman is happier with a man that rules over the woman, like God rules over man. It's a long one. Get ready. Uh, my wife works uh, as I work, and we have a good relationship, very equal, and respect each other. But we got married, and when when we did, we agreed. I was the head of the house, so I have final word. For a woman should be submissive to her husband. He actually spelled it submissive, but <laughs> I think I think I think he meant submissive. Probably. Um, <clears throat> the truth is, women. This is exactly how I said it. Uh, the truth is, women was placed on earth to please men. Thanks, Jerry's World. Oh my God, Jerry's World! Thank you for that really eloquent speech. So nice. So, so nice. I clicked on Jerry's World just mm-hmm. to see what's happening in his what, world. What's his, what is going on in Jerry's Guess World? Guess what kind of hat he likes to wear? Oh, yeah, Dick hat. that classic red one that says that shit oh right yeah of course um but he uh rants on there all the he actually does have some videos sometimes you know we talked about last week yeah maybe we'll watch some yeah i wanted to just start commenting (laughs) but they have like two views two three views so i didn't want to give them views i know that's the thing you don't want to give them views but i'm also just so curious i will say Mm -hmm. if you if you in your own private relationship have decided and both partners are on board mm-hmm. that he's going to make all the decisions and he's that i mean that's totally fine right yeah to that's then totally make fine. a blanket statement that that's how god wanted it yeah i don't think so well there was another person then that responded i hate those independent women too thanks <laughs> i mean what did i do to her I, I don't know i, I don't just know. we just wrote funny songs yeah funny it's songs. so interesting that like he clearly is mad about something maybe his tiny penis but he um <laughs> because he's if he's ranting about this shit all the time all right. over the online then like something's going on there. Mm-hmm. i bet you what here what is what i really think is happening he probably doesn't run shit in that household <laughs> she probably runs that tight tight ship and he doesn't have any other way to like express himself other than to like shit on other people that's what i've decided right. i'm just gonna decide that well she's probably awesome it's mm-hmm. really awesome, like, wife to take charge. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. Well, I always believe the man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. <sighs> no, I decisions. feel like <laughs> the household should be a yeah. two-headed monster where we can both just figure stuff out together. Because I don't want to support you. That's true. <laughs> I don't want this wobbly-ass dude on top of me. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, I can't keep this straight. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't know. We can be two-headed monster. Two-headed monsters. That yeah. Or That'll be your wedding invitation. Two-headed monster. Two-headed monster. Playing in a fire hydrant. That's beautiful. That is romance. <laughs> that is true love right there. <laughs> two-headed monster. Hmm. Or, well, that's too much. How about just two individual people that both do yeah, the two dishes? Separate, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that want, I want you to want to want. To do the dishes. Yeah. The other thing, though, is that if you decide you're really good at dishes, I'm really good at vacuuming. That's also that's a great amazing. Idea. I like that. That works Share the responsibility. Yeah, I'm into that. Yes. Or a you could of... you could do a chore wheel. That's what I want in my Ooh, house when I'm, when I'm married. Flip it chore and then yeah. oh. so then you do or you just do like this is your week. This is my week. That's how we do in my with my room. Oh, I thought you were. Good. Oh, really? I yeah. Thought, oh, you could do it that way. Like Whatever spin the wheel and be like, you get vacuuming. You could do it. That That's fun. That, I'd make, it, make fun. it like a fun little thing. Just don't get I'm not going to be ever in a relationship where a man is like, it's your 
it's your job to clean the house. <laughs> it's your turn to clean the house. Your turn. No, you always clean no. the house. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm also into that. I'm sitting here. I'm you sleeping till one. Yeah. I have a non-traditional lifestyle. Yeah. Bitch, get back in the kitchen. It. Well, here's one that's a little more uplifting. Okay, good. Let's end on a higher note. Okay, this is a little bit nicer. This doesn't make us so mad. This lady's on our team. She is like trolling the trolls here. She goes, I love you girls. Wow. <laughs> Some of these comments. Ugh. This video really rattled the cages of a large number of mouth-breathing cretins hooked on anger porn. Anger <laughs> porn. And then she says, and I, this is her, not me. She's saying, unfortunately, the South in the South, we often call them next-door neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Uh, Y'all make me smile. Thanks. Um, yeah, I like that. See, it's nice to have like a nice one in yeah. there too. She was a lot more eloquent than that last guy too. Did yeah, right. you notice? Yes. Did you notice? Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, that's the end of troll time. Wow. Now we're depressed. Now we're depressed. <laughs> well, I got real depressed looking for just things to read for troll time because there's a lot of Yeah, I think it's good for people to people. see though, again, what we're, what we're dealing what with. What we're here. up against yeah. when we're just singing about women. Just the... Regular things that we think about and experience. Yeah. yeah. They, there's so much pushback. Yeah. That's all right. Got this good set. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you how to make it exciting. How? We just booked our very first Pride show. Yay. Yeah. And slash boat. Ride. Cruise. <laughs> show. Yes. <laughs> June 15th uh, in Connecticut. Uh, we're going to be on the Queen... Mary, Catherine, Queen Mary, Queen, one of the queens. We're going to be right. We're going to be riding a queen in Connecticut. Yes. So if you're out there and you want to come on and see us on that boat. Yeah. Celebrating and being very, you know, prideful. Do our Little Mermaid act right on there. Yeah. Um, And you'll. You can also see us, uh, you'll be able to see, uh, or if you're in Charleston right now, you can see us at Theater 99 a couple more days. Mm -hmm. Not much, but get your butts out there. That's right. Unless you listen to this. Later, later, and then we're just gone in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, might be performing in the woods. But yeah, June fifteenth in Connecticut, and then the rest of the shows in Charleston are. We have one tonight on Tuesday, May twenty eighth, and Wednesday, May twenty ninth. I think those are the dates. But you can still catch it if we haven't sold out. So anyway, come see us. Yeah, and uh, if you want to send us an email. Difficult Women Podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. What song do we want to play them? Oh, that's after a good the. No. Uh, why don't we play. Oh, sorry. Did you have a victory you wanted to talk about? Got these cute shoes. I don't know. Mine's also. Those are very cute. Even after talking about condoing out in the woods, I still am like, <laughs> I need new shoes. Uh, but they're really cute. They're really obnoxious. Uh, people, so far, I've worn them just one day. Either people are point to them and go, those are the cutest shoes ever. Or I've had a couple men look at me <gasps> in disgust. Oh. <laughs> they do say girl power on them. Do they really? Yeah, they say girl power. Right Where? There. Oh, this my God. I didn't know. That's just happened to be on Wow. Yeah, what kind of shoes are those? They're Converse. They're Converse. Yeah, so that's fun. What is, what's the win that you had? Um, I recently watched a really incredible documentary. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> On birds? Um, on birds, <laughs> on living on living off the grid. Um, no, I highly recommend, uh, it's the documentary on Netflix, Knock Down the House. Oh, I saw that. It's really great. Right. Yeah. With, um, with all the women that ran and um, 
for Congress. Spoiler alert: yeah. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez wins. Yeah, <laughs> if you hadn't you seen just it, ruined it for all of us. I did. That's no, right. but it was just such an inspiring. I don't know. I it just. I am just so excited about where we're headed because we have women like her who are fighting for us and. I think the younger generation gets it. And totally. And if people don't like her, I think part of what's happening in, in, you know, we're not, we're not saying she has to be president yet, although I wouldn't mind that that much. Yeah. But, um, but they, we need somebody like her in office right now. Who's Just like shake it up. Shading, and shedding some light on some right. of this nonsense. How no it matter, works. No matter what team you bat for. Right. <laughs> like she's a useful figure in the, in and she's given, she's empowered me. Cause the next time I'm bartending or serving hors d'oeuvres or whatever, um, when people get, cause people do give us a little hard of time of, you know, when we're doing that, because, um, sometimes we're not seen as human beings in the service industry. Uh, but I want to be like, you know, o- AOC was bartending when she won, won yeah. Congress. And I liked so. how she really like said, like, there's no shame in bartending. There's no why shame in, so, why are, yeah, so, just honest yeah. living. Um, I also learned that Amelia Clark, um, missed a catering gig to audition for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Did she get fired? Uh, I, no, I don't think okay. so. Okay. I think she quit because she got game of thumbs. Can you imagine she had just still been catering? I know. Just She's on the like, side. I love it so much. BRB Iceland. I just gotta right. go drop these, you know, crab cakes off. Right. Anyway. There's only one, one other thing I want to talk about. Um, just real quick before we end, uh, I got a little heated. It's not a victory, but I, I, it's a, I don't, a downer. I don't know. Let's end on a down note. Okay. Again. Um, <laughs> no, but I, uh, did you see that Amy Schumer posted that she, uh, she posted a picture of herself doing stand up just to, you know, I think it was 20 days after she'd given birth and there was so much mommy shaming. Mm. We should do an episode on mommy shaming. We'll have to have a mom come on since we are not moms. Yeah. I do not know that experience. Um, But I was so excited to see that she was back at work um, and doing her thing. And then I started reading all the really terrible troll comments and uh there's lots of different ways to make that work for you right you know i mean i think you but it to- goes to the you know it, she's a she's living the non-traditional lifestyle i'm, I'm sorry. sorry there's yep. no maternity leave when you're a fucking comic right there's no health insurance like you can't i don't know how that stuff works yeah you know well, I, I mean she's very wealthy <laughs> well, I, I, and I have a lot of friends that are about to have babies or are having babies and they mm-hmm. did not get any maternity leave because right. they don't get that right their job right profession so right so I don't know. Bravo, Amy Schumer. Good yeah. for you for getting back Doing out what there. You do. I wish we could have seen your set because I bet that would have been really funny. So yeah, go ladies, go ladies, <laughs> go, go, go ladies, go, go. All right, to the woods. Better. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, let's end this podcast on a song that kind of ties into what we're talking about, which is our parents' disapproval. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have health insurance, though, guys. Yes, absolutely. That's good. So Thank you. We Obama, have some. Yes, we have some sort of security. Yeah. But yeah. So um, yeah, we'd like to dedicate this song then to our mamas. <laughs> Sorry. Play it out for you. Sorry, mama. Sorry. Enjoy. Bye. Thanks Bye. for Thanks. joining us. Yeah, Bye. and email us. Remember, email us questions, uplifting stories, any vibrators we should try out at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail dot com. Do it. Also, subscribe, rate, and review. Mama always said I'd embarrass the family Look at me now, I'm embarrassing the family What do you expect? It just comes to me naturally Mama, just let me be 
say stop acting so weird Or you're never gonna meet a boy I fear But I ain't worried cause to me it's crystal clear All you need to catch a guy's a good joke and a cold beer Mama, let me be I just want to be free Free from your eyes, your grunts and your